You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Real life, no myth. Where we talk about myths and misunderstandings surrounding life, race, faith, and culture. If you'd like to support the Nick Smith Podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or you can give through our Patreon. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends can know what you're listening to. Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith. And Kylie Jo Smith. And today's episode is called Pastors Don't Need. Dot, dot, dot. Although we don't have the dot, dot, dot. I know. We couldn't find all three dots. So we got two dots and then it looked weird. So we just eliminated the dots and just said the dot. So (laughs) that's what's going on. Yes. Uh, Today is the uh, first episode in October. And if you don't know, October is Pastor Appreciation Month. And so uh, we've got an awesome episode for you today. Uh, But before we even get to that, we need you to stop right now. Don't breathe, don't move, don't do nothing don't tell else. Don't not to breathe. They can hold their not, breath for like, most people got like five seconds of breath holding. Like you can do it for five seconds. <sighs> See, now I'm talking to you. Now they're running out in air. But I, they didn't they're, hold their breath. They you did. Didn't hold they're your clearly breath. holding their you breath. Didn't hold your breath. So share it. Then you can breathe. Okay. So share the episode. Uh, invite people to like our page. Um, if you have not seen our YouTube channel, go to our YouTube channel and um, subscribe because it's dope and we've yeah. got all sorts of awesome stuff on there. Yes. And also um, just another bit of housekeeping. Housekeeping. Uh, thank you so much again for downloading, sharing, streaming, save me. Yes. It's gotten plays like every day since it released, which is really cool. Like it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and from all over the place, people, places that we don't even really know people. Yeah. We've all have been playing it. So that's awesome. Um, the music video um, is out. So please go yes. and find that on YouTube. You can find that. You can find my channel. You can look it up and um, just be blessed as you listen to it. Thank you guys for supporting. It's really awesome to see what God's doing with it. God is awesome. And now. And now coming to a stage near <laughs> you. No, I'm just kidding. We have with us today, my brother in Christ, Pastor the Reverend. Oh. Malin Richardson. The Reverend. Let me get you. There you go. You're you're in now, bro. You're not a Reverend. The Reverend. I was, I was still holding my breath, so I'm oh. just glad I can talk now. I appreciate you. I appreciate. You. See, I told you they were doing it. I well, told okay. you. All right. Good. All right. I know it's pastors good. are obedient, so I know that the obedient no, servants of the Lord. We have to be obedient. We servants. That's right. Um we so appreciate ourselves. <laughs> Respect yourself. No. Um so Malin oh has been um, a pastor in the Church of the Nazarene and the United Methodist Church for, Malin, when did you start in ministry? Uh, 97. Since 97. So some of y'all out there watching it, well, y'all weren't even born yet mm-hmm. when Malin started That's ministry. Right. When he started serving the Lord, y'all wasn't even around. And now he is serving in um, Oklahoma at the Church of the Nazarene, and he is uh, married and he has kids, and he does all sorts of awesome hunting and cooking. This man can roast some stuff. Ooh. Let me tell you, this man can. Hook so some I can food roast up. some pastors too. Yeah, he can. Oh, he can. that's actually what this episode's all about today. <laughs> pastors right. don't so. need confidence; they need mailing <laughs> to roast them. That's, what that's right. Don't let worry kill you. Let the church help. There we <laughs> go. <laughs> but Malin also has his own podcast called "From the Pulpit to the Pew," and on not from the pew. But from the pulpit to the oh, actual man, I city. like it. You get double <laughs> pew 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 pew. <laughs> um, and in his podcast, he discusses how um, things that pastors say can sometimes get lost in translation from the pulpit to the pew. And mm. he tries to bring clarification. And, and it's an awesome podcast. So if you haven't heard of it, go check it out right now. It's on all streaming platforms. It's on uh, Amazon. Or, no, is it on Amazon? I didn't ask. Uh, I know it's I on submit, Apple. I think it is. It is on Apple. But I think I did submit it to Amazon. Okay. Right? 
So they just check it out. They charge me or something like that. And then I ordered something <laughs> and they said, we're good. <laughs> like you have Amazon Prime? Okay, That's we'll fine. play yeah. the podcast. We'll From the pulpit it. to the pew prime. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. That's how they do it. That's how That's life it. works That's... when you're with Amazon. I know, um, man, they, they're ruling the roost. That they, they are. They do. Especially yeah. in rural America. We just order stuff and we don't even trip. It's hard. If it wasn't for Amazon, man, I would not have gotten anything through this whole pandemic. Right? Be True. There, no toilet little, paper. It was a weird thing spraying down the UPS and FedEx, man, every time they showed up. <laughs> <in> the <fourth. laughs> Their wives appreciated it. They were clean. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure they did. <laughs> um, Maitland and I have known each other since 2014, 2015. I don't remember. 2014. 2014. Mm-hmm. We went to licensing yeah. school together and um, both of us were just acting a donkey and we we're like, hey, you're cool. Let's hang out. And ever since then, we found kindred spirits. <laughs> yes. And, um, and it was the prunes that the nuns fed us. Yes, we did stay at a convent. I'm not sure how we're supposed to say it. They're that, your sisters. That we got sisters in sisters? Christ. There we go. Yeah. Right, just roll we'll with just that. We'll just do that. I know yeah, that. Because I think, yeah. I was confused though. Tell me if you were confused, Malin. We went to a convent and it was the convent of uh, Dominican nuns. And I went oh, in there. I was like, yeah. there's a bunch of white ladies in here. Ain't no Dominicans in here at all. I didn't Maybe it was none. started by Dominican nuns. No, it was St. Dominic. It was his, oh. his <laughs> convent. But I was confused. I walked in. I was like. Um, but not only that, it was like, it was like we had um, rhubarb and prunes. And, oh, and, they'll and keep you, you regular. Just, That's a bad combo. They will keep you regular at that convent. Oh, my you word. get that many dudes. I get halfway up the stairs going to our rooms at night. And you're just like, no, I'm going back down. I'm going back down. You had to, you had to take turns going up because I didn't want to follow nobody. Oh, no. But, it was hot, 100 degrees outside and no air conditioning. No. In the but middle it was of rural stinky. Kansas, wasn't it? In the middle in of rural, rural Kansas. Kansas. But God is good yeah. and we made it through. Um, we did. So, Malin, we wanted to invite you on here. One, because uh, it's just super awesome to have a brother in Christ um, share his experience. And as far as the ministry goes, we've been doing this for about five, six years now. And we've experienced some stuff, but um, a lot of times as pastors, we're able to to kind of isolate and, and look at our situations and think, well, that only happens to us, or mm-hmm. we're just experiencing that in our context with our relational situation. But um, talking to more and more pastors, I get, to ex- I get to see that our experience is common, that a lot of pastors live, uh, pastoral families, live in a kind of isolated existence in their community. And... Part of it, I believe, is because there's this misconception that pastors really don't need community, Mm. that pastors aren't like you're a part of the community, but you're not a part of the community. Yeah. And so um, what I wanted to do was just let you kind of dive into what are some of the things you've experienced or some of the things you've seen in this area and and just kind of just kind of go and see see where the Lord takes us. Cool. Uh, One, thanks for letting me come on and. uh, you guys have the video. So when Nick Nick was on one that I invited him on, sorry, Kylie Joe. I mean, it's okay. She's fine. I took know. it personally, but no, I'm just kidding. she has a music video. She doesn't need to. <laughs> I know. I, I get all the screen time like, I need. I feel like that I'm like sitting in front. I mean, I really can't see her face, but it's like if you start singing, it's like, is that Whitney? Uh, <laughs> it's but, um, you know, so I, I'm. It's cool to be on and, and to talk about different things, and and that's um, you know the how idea of the podcast is. I mean, a lot of people don't know behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, they just they just work one day a week, and mm-hmm. and they got all this stuff figured out, and everybody loves everybody, and and it's all good, <laughs> and the rainbows and the unicorns and all of the tiptoe <laughs> through the daisies, and we're frolicking around like Adam and Eve in the garden, butt naked, but really we just. <laughs> whipped and whipped and beaten you know yeah by all the thorns that we're walking through Mm -hmm. Uh, amen amen i think you know 
I think you hit it where you make friends, Mm -hmm. but if it wasn't for the fact, if you didn't have things in common with them, would you still would, I mean, how is that spiritually? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that I have people that I can go and do things with and they're friends, but is there a connection spiritually? Uh, there have been churches that I pastored that I was friends, people in the community that never came to church. Yeah. And, um, and they didn't go anywhere, but when we were around each other, I mean, we had a good time mm-hmm. and I think that's needed as far as it's helped me to detach from ministry and have those friends, but there's something about craving that spiritual relationship with people. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, I grew up in bars in the Texas Panhandle. So I played in bars. I was in a rock band. I was in a country band. And the thing about the, everybody says, Oh, the bar life. And it's like, yeah, but those people got your back. Yeah. Yeah. I've been pastoring a long time and there's many times that, yeah, church people have your back, but usually there's like a knife in it. <laughs> Et tu, Brute? <laughs> you too. You, know? huh? you too. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm good. not saying that all churches are that way or that all people are that way, but it's like, how do you put mean Christian in the same sentence mm. and not be an oxymoron? Right. Come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like if their goal is to, um, I don't know, growing up to me as a pastor, I would never walk up to my pastor and say, Hey, um, you know, I don't like the way you're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one, because my papa was one of the old Southern Baptist preachers that you sell in the front row and you had to dodge the wood chip. So he was slapping and plus oh. you got a shower because he was a say it and spray it kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but I just don't, I think the risk, I think the respect for pastors mm. has left because pastors have walked into the, uh, the realm of sin. Mm. Um, yes. and yeah. there's no accountability. So when they see a pastor doing the same things in the world that, that they're doing in the world, but yet they're preaching it different mm-hmm. then you know, they're going to treat him just like a regular guy on the street. And I don't mind being treated like a regular guy on the street. Yeah. But there is a calling. And I think that I think behind the scenes, I don't know how we want to word this and get into it. I think behind the scenes that people have a dangerous life. And I'm not saying because, well, Nick and Kylie Joe are better or I'm better because we're called to be a pastor, but there is a calling. Yeah, and God yeah. says, don't cut God's anointing. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's easy that I have known people that have got into situations where they have just really got into on a pastor mm-hmm. and they get really sick. Yeah. Um, they, there, there's some things that happened and you have to be very careful. That's why when you talk about different ministries and different, well, I just don't like this preacher because he's all about this. Mm-hmm. And yet there's people still getting saved underneath that ministry. And, yeah. and I think of Paul's words, you know, whether it's from wrong motives or right mm-hmm. motives, as long as the gospel is being preached and people are getting saved, what is it to you? Yeah. Leave yeah. them alone. Let them do yeah. their thing. You know what? It, yeah. If they're going to do their thing, they're the ones going to have to answer for it. That's it's right. not our job sure. to go around and point out all of the, the false prophets, it says everything that's in the, when the light comes in, everything will be exposed. That's right. So if my job would just focus in, and I think as far as church people, they need to understand that. I don't say we need friends too. Hey, (laughs) well, fish are friends, not food. (laughs) Pastors are friends, not targets. That's right. That's right. I mean, (laughs) I don't mind getting, you know, it's like used to, you would get invited for lunch and now you don't get invited lunch because you are the lunch. Hey. (laughs) Because they're going to eat you when you ain't around. They're going to have you for lunch, but whether you're there or not, you're going to get hid, you know. Yeah. Um, You said something I wanted to kind of dive into a little bit. You said something about um, like being the anointed and being, being set apart. Right. Um, 
what we've experienced a little bit is is this weird dichotomy of people want to they want you to be uh, down to earth. They want you to be someone relatable. Yeah, they want you to be able to to talk and have a regular conversation, but they treat you like you're so different. They're like you're too different that they can't engage. Yeah. Um. And I always tell people when people I meet and they're like, "What do you do for a living?" Um. Kind of tongue in cheek. I'm like, I'm a professional friend, right? Because people they they want me around. Um, but they treat me like a professional because it's like, oh, well, when I don't need you, I don't need you. So or even modifying behavior when they're around you to where you don't even really get to see the real, the real person. And it's yeah. weird because like you, you try to be real. You try to be authentic. Like this is me. This is who I am. And you, you try not to like. Was that the greatest showman quote right there? This yes, is me? this is me. <laughs> this is who I am. I, um, I, didn't, I missed it all together. <laughs> Y'all on top and, of it. And you try to like enter into that, but then you get met with this like, yes, pastor. Yeah. Yes, pastor. Yes, pastor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they, it's like, they don't want you to know that they maybe aren't perfect. Right. Even though you're trying, I, I feel like a lot of pastors I've known try to let their congregation know like, Hey, I'm probably going to let you down at some point. I'm probably not the person yeah. you should be building up on that pedestal. Yeah. Um, at least the good pastors I've known have done that. Mm-hmm. And yet with, and, with congregations, it's sometimes like, I don't want you to know that I'm, <laughs> I'm human and I mess up sometimes. I like the yeah. little robot you're doing right there. Little yeah. robot voice. It's pretty dope. <laughs> I, I think that that's true. I think pastors a lot of times, and then on the other side of that, I think pastors get too loose mm-hmm. in front because they want that connection so bad that they let their guard down and then they slip mm-hmm. and then that person holds it against them. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like... Yeah. Um, yes. I it's got like, a, hold on. I got a story about that real quick, uh-oh. real quick. Oh, uh-oh. No VBS one year, um, vacation Bible school. You don't even have to say anything else. Everybody no. knows hey, already. I'm oh, proud VBS. that he knew that he got VBS because like when we first met, he couldn't spell VBS. I, did, I didn't know. <laughs> I was dyslexic. I was like, what'd you S M anyway. Uh, so <laughs> what happened was, uh, there was this little girl who was a community member and she came to the VBS and, um, I was just reading the script and part of the script said, Uh, you know, everybody, nobody's perfect. And, you know, sometimes we do bad things and we ask for forgiveness. And so I'm reading the script and I'm like, you guys know I'm not perfect. Right. And this little girl, she couldn't have been more than four years old. She looked at me and she goes, she bawled, started bawling. And I was like, Oh my goodness, what happened? What's wrong? She's like, you said you're not perfect. And I was like, I'm not, what, what's going on? Oh, and so bless. this little girl for the oh, rest goodness. of the day sat next to me and was just like, so sad. Like you that, had betrayed her. Like, yeah, she was like, like she wanted to give me another chance to be like, come on, you're really perfect. Come on. you. <laughs> I'll keep your on, secret man. pastor. But, but oh, you're right. Lord. I, I just wanted to share that. As soon as you said that, I was like, just like that little girl, mm-hmm. I let her yeah. down. It does. And then, you know, they try, they want to be friends. And, and so it's like, what do you do? How far do you know, there's that, that boundary of mm-hmm. thing. Where do we cross that line or, yeah, you know, and go and hang out. And <clears throat> I think that, you know, there's no, now there's no guilt or condemnation who is yeah. in Christ. Yeah. And I think a lot of pastors feel guilty because they go hang out with people that may be in their shop out there working on a call, you know, doing all their stuff and they're going to they one, they don't want them around because they feel like, well, there's been pastors on both sides. There's been pastors that have been there and they hang out and they don't say a thing, but then there's those that come in there and start, you know, hammering down on mm. everything that they're doing, you know, yeah. pointing out that. And uh, 
I try to make sure to tell folks and tell church people that God called us, Jesus called us to catch fish. He never called us to clean them up. That's right. Mm, that's good. Amen. And if you good. don't like cleaning fish, then don't clean fish. But when you start <laughs> cleaning fish, then you're taking the place of something. Mm-hmm. And so they're not going to want you around. So a lot of times it's self-inflicted on ourselves because we isolate ourselves because two things. One, we don't know how far to go where we could be a friend and mm-hmm. it, because we we have that don't trust anybody thing because it, there's been mics and if you it just done that quick and they come right back at, mm-hmm. at you yeah the other one is that it's rather i'd rather just not have to worry about it because then if i go there what what happens if we get too close and mm. then it makes it awkward in the church it makes it awkward for everybody so it's yeah. like a whole thing but i think if congregations would realize what and put themselves in the place of a pastor to realize, you know, where they're coming from. Yeah. And um, I, I started, I've got about two chapters into the book about from this called from the pulpit to the pew. So I'm mm. trying to add in there. And the first chapter is all about process, the process of knowing that you've been felt that you've been released. Mm-hmm. And that process starts when you call the DS and, and, you know, and all of that information, a lot of people don't know what a pastor goes through. Right. Their heart is broken because they're, uh, they care for the people that they're at, but they know that God's sending them somewhere else. And so not only is anxiety and fear and going to my, are these people going to be the same or am I walking into the same thing? Yeah. And so they show up at a place and then you're there and, and you really don't make any friends. You just kind of sit around in your chonies all day <laughs> looking at traffic go by and nobody yeah. even stops by. They said, Hey, what did you do today? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I went outside and talked to this praying mantis because that's the only spiritual thing <laughs> yeah. I saw, and, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and so it, it, it hits. And, and I, you know, I wrote down the other day earlier when you were just talking about different things and how we need community. Mm-hmm. And they think that we need community by telling us, well, I got these people for you to go and visit. Yep. Oh, mm. come on. Come on. You, now. you get yep. you get the list. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, pastor, I just want to tell you about the ones that we need to go and visit. Yep. And when they oh, say goodness. we, they mean they you. Means it's you. you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so I always say, here's the reality. And I hope that whoever listens to this, that they grab this as a church person that they like and share this. And when you send a pastor to go visit somebody that was a part of your church for 30 years mm-hmm. and they sit in front of you and the, and you go, Hey, how are you doing today? And this guy goes, well, let's see. I crapped myself this morning. I spilt my cereal because I shake when I eat. Yeah. And I knew you were going to come by because you're a brand new pastor, but I was a treasurer for 37 years at this church and not one person from that church ever comes to see me anymore. Yeah. yeah. Can you answer me that question before you ask me how I'm doing? Mm. I'm like, yeah. mm. Nope. Well, nope. Yeah. yeah. That's a gut punch. What are you going to say? I, I can't. We've been, we've been bouncing around on a lot of stuff, but the community has been kind of that, that mm-hmm. piece, like mm-hmm. pastors needing community. And so um, what we like to do towards the end of, of the episode, brothers, we like to give practical application. Mm-hmm. So what are some things, and I got a couple ideas, but I want to hear your heart. What are some things that you think people should know about a pastor and their, their need for, for community, for fellowship, for um, support from their, from their body? What's, what's something that you think people should know or, or something they can practically do in order to support the, the pastor, his wife, his children, um, yeah. and foster that community? First, I want to say, that's my heart. There it is. I hear it. I told you I heard anyway, it. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. I had to do it. Um, <clears throat> I think this is like, 
there's I, I, there's so many different angles that come to this. I don't know which way you want me to go, so I'm just going to dive in it. Is that they cool? Do it. Yes, perfect. Dive in. I like that. So when a new pastor comes, and mm-hmm. I hope somebody listens to this, um, when you say we're going to have a food pounding and we'll, for a pastor when they come and their family, I'm telling you, they have agonized over moving because they're leaving people that they've been with and they love. And not every situation's a bad and not every situation's a good, but they mm-hmm. still love people because that's just the heart of a pastor. If they Amen. say, I didn't even like none of them folks. I'm just leaving. <laughs> then I'm going to question their fruit. Right. They got, some, right. Fruit. They got some rotten fruit on their tree already. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. But the reality of that is when they show up, man, stock up the house, but don't stock up the house with stuff that you got rid of out of your pantry. That's outdated. Come on, y'all. And nobody on, wants yeah. your beanie weenies from 1968. Come on. Nope. Oh, don't no. need them. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Don't need them. It's like, it's like they, you show up and, and I'm not saying that people are not appreciative. I'm just trying to tell you application. It's, I'm going to tell you, it speaks volume. I mean, there's things that you, that I key in on mm-hmm. when you come, you'll know what it is. You know, it's like they, did they go and make the effort? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, now sometimes they give money cards and I understand saying, you know, we didn't know what kind of mm-hmm. meat or what your kids like. And so yeah. we just all put some money on a card and we we're going to let you guys go shopping. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great idea because there's so many picky eaters, mm-hmm. you know, and there's so many things that I have gotten that probably still in the cabinet i mean sorry <laughs> but i'm just you're being honest that you're not going to use that you see like hey you, you know, know what you could use this box of craft macaroni right. it's, it's cheese like from um it's like um what do they call that at christmas time what is it um, regifting fruitcake oh fruit- For, oh my goodness yes <laughs> the doorstop fruitcake yes. all multifunction. Yep. yes so i think that is that is one thing is in the process of showing up mm-hmm. and then you know Yes, they're going to go shopping, but I think for them to be a part, to understand the people and to really, church members, if you hear this, you know, that first week is chaotic. Mm -hmm. Maybe first two weeks could be chaotic, depending on how much stuff you got. Mm -hmm. For the love of humanity, bring meals over to their house. What happened Mm. to that? Right. What happened to saying, it's not even being neighborly, it's being godly. Come on. That's good. How many times did Jesus come around the table? I mean, look, at he fed 5,000 because they were hungry. Yes. Yeah. They had been with them for a long time. Mm-hmm. So if you're packing up, this is the man that you said, that I trust that God has called this parsonage family to this place. Mm-hmm. It's really easy, you know, if, hey, well, we're, well, we really didn't cook anything. We just went and picked up pizza. Okay. Order another one. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And, and show up. And I'm not saying that that is necessary a need for a pastor but it shows them mm-hmm. who you are yeah. when they show up and unload and you help them unload and then you're gone. And for that first week, they don't have any contact with anybody. And That's then hard. they walk in on to be figure out who is who mm-hmm. don't feel very welcomed into a part of a community. That yeah. Way. yeah. And I've well, been there. And you said, uh, you don't feel like welcome into the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you, you said the food's not necessarily a need because you know, surely they can order pizza or whatever. But just what you said, it's not the food that's the need. It's the compassion that's mm-hmm. needed. I need, uh, as a pastoral family, we need people that can look at us and not just be like, oh, well, they're fine because they're the pastors and they're the professional Christians. They're the professionals. You know, it's like, oh, this is a family who I see is in transition or who mm-hmm. has experienced a loss. You know, if someone yeah. in your pastoral family experiences a death, Treat them like you would treat or you should treat anyone else in the community. Send meals. Go over and visit. Go over and say, hey, mm-hmm. because like what you said, it's not the it's not the thing. It's not the item. 
it's mm-hmm. the the heart behind it showing it's like the- i care about you as a person mm-hmm. not just you're not just here to fulfill a role of the person that preaches yeah. on sunday yeah and i and i think on on that line <clears throat> um pastoral family wise just practical ways um if you got a bunch of ladies and you're going to go do something and you go and then on Sunday, you're talking about how much fun you had as a group of ladies and the pastor's wife has been sitting there all week long and done nothing, mm-hmm. has no friends. And you're doing that. I just, I'm not saying that you're a bad person. Please don't misunderstand. <laughs> Please don't hear what that. I'm not saying. He just said you're yeah. a bad Here's, person. <laughs> yeah. Here's the reality of that. Yeah. They, it is the loneliest place to be when you have no family around you mm-hmm. and nobody asks you to be a part of anything. Mm, that's um, good. Not only as a pastor that you see that, but your heart breaks for your spouse, whether yeah. it's a woman pastor or a man pastor, whatever that spouse may be, mm-hmm. the mate, the mate, mm-hmm. the partner. <laughs> it, 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 it's hard on that because it, we, there's that community that needs that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's like Kylie Joe said it at the beginning of this. I mean, like, um, 100% she said it at the beginning of this it was um I don't know how you worded it but it's like they needed we needed the, the friends too but I'm trying to think of how you worded it at the beginning can you rewind this real quick I was like uh <laughs> hold on <laughs> rewind yourself just go back <laughs> it's um it's the part of, of being a, a part of something that is it, being asked to be a part of it mm. I don't know how she worded mm-hmm. it at the beginning of it but as, as people and they go through it's like they're gonna go do these things and it's not so much about you wanting to be involved in those things, but being asked yeah. to be a part of that and being community. It's the friend, you know, it's like the friend zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't, a lot of times people don't think that pastors kind of need that practical ways of doing that, you know, uh, birthdays, uh, Christmas, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, find out about family. I, I could promise you that there's probably people at different churches that may have been their pastor and pastoral family been there. And if they kids are older and they, that they would not know their kids' names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guaranteed. You know, if they don't come very often or know that much. And it's not that as a pastor, you're not going to walk in and just start blaring out everything about your family. Right. Like my dad's over here. My grandma's over here. My first cousin's brother's uncle's first <laughs> sister's over here. Yeah. yeah. And they're trying to figure out all these things. It's just one of the things you're not doing, but to be asked, I mean, as a pastor, you, you learn, you begin to ask people questions and that's how you get to know. Yeah. But as you know, as the, as the mate partner, spouse, whatever, whichever way we want to go with that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, you're there all the time, Mm -hmm. but yet you're, it's not, you're not involved. Yeah. And so I think it's a practical way to say, you know what, I, I, I need to, you know, I think the church needs to do a better job of taking care of the pastoral family at times mm-hmm. yeah not every church please don't misunderstand big that church, not every big church. church big yeah. c church uh, the, yeah the, the, the church. yeah the church because they what they're saying this is the people these this is the couple this is the the team that i believe god has for here mm-hmm. yeah and um pastor appreciation month is not walk i mean walking up and saying hey i appreciate you um yeah. you know thanks show me that but <laughs> you know faith without deeds without mm-hmm. action yeah. is not faith at all that's mm-hmm. right hey i know that you're you know if you see someone that is hungry and, and their and their clothes are messed up and you say go and be warm and be well fed right okay so let's look at the yeah. spiritual need of that as a pastor it's yeah. not so much that we're hungry physically 
but spiritually we need somebody that's got something to put into our love tank. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's good. Mm -hmm. And and so when, when they say, well, well, you know, here you go, here's past appreciation. We didn't know what to get you. The reason you didn't know what to get me is because you don't don't know know me. me. Amen. Amen. That's good, man. And and there's a difference of knowing about God and knowing. Yes. Yes. And there's a difference of saying, Hey, I know. Yeah. My pastor is really good. I know about him, but when you can say, you know what, I, I, I just called today and I'm not doing the Stevie Wonder thing. I just called <laughs> to say, sing it, sing it, sing it. I love you. Hey, anyway, yes. hey, hey. <laughs> but I, some, I was in my prayer time this morning. Mm-hmm. And you got, God placed me on your heart, pastor, for me to mm. call and I needed to pray for you. Yeah. Or a note, you walk into your office and there's no, Hey, just want you to know you've been prayed for today. I got here early. Yeah. And, um, powerless pulpits come from powerless prayer prayerless pews wow that needs to be a t-shirt yeah saying sell that on your website see on the pulpit you have a website get it going get a website and then put the shirt on it we got Give me the design. We'll sell it on our website, and then we'll just give you new the website. Money. Everybody, Whatever. we're going. <laughs> we need this on a shirt. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, powerless pulpits come from powerless prayerless pews. There yeah. we go, brother so Malin. True. Well, I'm, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I had a question. Oh, okay. Just because it is pastor appreciation season, Most. it's the one time they're going to tell you, "Great job. We love you." Um, here's your Starbucks card. Here's your Starbucks card. Um, I want to know what is the best gift or the most meaningful gift that you've ever gotten for pastor appreciation. And I also would like to know if you have a most humorous or weird gift that you've gotten for pastor appreciation month. I'm curious too. Now I was about to wrap it up, but now, now I, I want to know. know. I think <clears throat> uh, the most curious and weird gift that I ever got was nothing. Okay. Ooh. That is curious. Very curious. You know what I mean? So Y'all it's like weird. You're like going, okay. Um, it was one time I was a place and I said something, they're like, what does pastor appreciate? I put it in the bulletin, you know, oh, Lord. Yeah. and as pastors, if you're listening to this, be aware that there are some of your people that have the head syndrome. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> they have no clue what's happening in the world. <laughs> you gotta I have the motion, the motion to go with that it. Went with that. Yeah. That was they, great. I mean, there's a real thing, you know, it's like, they don't have, I had one person, I don't, what's pastor appreciation. So pastors put it in your bulletins, let your people know there's images. Yeah. Copy it and pass it and put in your bulletins. Mm-hmm. October is Pastor Appreciation Month. Yeah, that starts the conversation. If if they read it, they'll come say, "Hey, what is that?" Yeah. Mm. Well, then you can send them the link to the website because um, I don't know, Nick. I can't remember. I can look it up real quick. But one of the best things that I got, I think, one time, there's been two. Um, one is this one's called the Shepherd's Fold. It's a podcast. Mm. You check oh, yeah, it out. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Shepherd's Fold. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it, and he's, he's done a whole series on pastor appreciation. Okay. Yeah. Pastor uh, Brent Van Hook, Shepherd's yep. Fold he, Ministries. Yep. Check him out. Oh, yeah. We need to put yeah. that in the show notes. Yes, we will do that. Yeah. So he, he's done a whole thing on pastor appreciation. He even talked with Terry Toller down at uh, Center for Pastoral Leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. Really big deal. But one of the things, two things, um, one I was at and I did a, a, a sermon series on seasons. Mm-hmm. Talked about how all the seasons physically in the in our nature represent something spiritually mm-hmm. like uh i'm not i don't want to preach on your deal but it, like <laughs> you know, don't fall, preach on my deal. <laughs> fall is like where the vine and the branches where you are clean you got to get pruned yeah, you, yeah. You, if you if you're walking around and you're carrying everything your branches do heavy you need to get cleaned in the fall season 
you're harvesting and getting those things to make more fruitful. So you have more seed to plant in the springtime. In the yeah. spring season, you got to plant some new seeds. Yeah, that's good. Wintertime, that's good. Wintertime, what's dead, what needs to die in your life for you to serve God better? Mm-hmm. In summertime, you need to step back and let all those seeds germinate and rest and reflect back. And yeah. so I preached that. And so the teens and all the church got together and they gave me this picture. And I think it's in my office at the church. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's a tree and it says change seasons. And so, and if you move, it's kind of one of the pictures when you move your head or you look at an angle, the tree changes and ever sees, you can see how it's in oh, that's cool. orange in the fall and, yeah. and dead in the winter and then the spring. And then you see the summer. It's, so it's got all the seasons on there when you look at it. Yeah. So I thought that was one of the most powerful things that I got. But another one uh, was um, I, I'd only been at this place probably three months. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, pastor appreciation, whatever. And they, they gave me a check for a thousand dollars. Wow. And I'm not saying this because of the money. It's because they had, they didn't even get a chance to know me yet. Yeah. yeah. And I was singing them song, go on, take the money and run, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I, it wasn't the money or the amount. It was just that I could tell in their heart that they knew mm-hmm. how to take, that they were like, we're going to take care of our parsonage. Yeah. 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 That's good. And I shout out to Isabella where I'm at right now mm-hmm. and how they do. And I'm going to tell you, they, they have, um, they have taken care as far as a pastoral parsonage family. Praise God. That's awesome. Uh, of, of what it is. And um, it's just really good. And I, and I tell people that, and I brag on them all the time for that. Yeah. Not for the things, but because of their heart. Amen. Um, Amen. So weirdest thing is where somebody didn't even know about it. Yeah. Um, wow. And, um, or a, a re-gift. I've got a couple of re-gifts, some things no, people they didn't did want. not. Like fill up yeah. on, the, on the vest plate of some sort yeah. of vest they gave Or something that they're going to throw away. And oh, yeah. hey, we're just going to give you this for pastor appreciation. We thought about we thought about you for that. This is back We thought about ago. you for this trash. You know what? what Honestly, says. the church is the, the number one dumping ground for stuff people don't want. People yes. don't uh, want kids' oh, toys. Man. They give them to the church. People, hey, what? I've got this mattress. I've only peed on it 13 times. Can can you could find someone, someone? Do you know, Pastor? Could someone use that? Can someone you no throw that nonsense away? <laughs> yes, they did. It's called Motel Six. Right, yes. get that out of here. Don't nobody want your old dirty drawers. Oh. Right, get rid of them. Wow. Find a seventies seventies tape, and they're going. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Eight track oh. player? Why are you giving oh this to gosh. the church? Why did you think the youth group needed an eight track player? What about right. that sentence made so, sense to you? One funny story <laughs> uh, about like you talking about Pastor and, and Philia. So then, and then this will be. <laughs> This will be good, I promise. <laughs> so one year there was a lady that said that she called the butter Thanksgiving. We wanted to have we wanted to serve Thanksgiving as a church mm-hmm. and just have all everybody the family come and we're just gonna eat. And then uh, we wanted to bless some families in the community and get the baskets together. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and so one lady said, you know, Pastor, I called the butterball turkey company and I asked them how long a bird can stay in the freezer and still be good. Okay. The turkey. I'm like, okay, uh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. The conversation. I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe yeah. bless a family with one and they're going to yeah. keep it for a while and you can use it. But no, she goes, well, I've had this one in there for about 15, 20 years. And they said that it's really good. So I'm going to give this one to the church because no. uh, no, we're not. getting a new one no. No, for not. us. No, no, you're not. no, mm-hmm. that is a no, no. So we no, got a 15 year old bird. <laughs> uh, we would have had target practice with that bird. I'm not giving that to nobody. For the church, for for the church ministry, but they got a new one for their their family because they need the new one, right? 
Oh, oh Lord, Lord, bless that our people. That exists in every church. I think that bless exists in our every people, church. Father God. Well, Brother yeah. Maitland, thank you oh so much for, for spending time with us today. Thank you so much for sharing your heart for ministry and for pastors. And, and thank you for serving faithfully, brother. I know, yes. um, I know your story. And uh, you don't look like what you've been through, brother. Mm. God has brought you through some <laughs> things. And God is doing amazing yeah. things in your life. And I'm just so excited to see where God is taking you and your family. It's all because of Lisa, bro. It's all because of Lisa. <laughs> That's right. She, if it wasn't for Kylie rock. Joe, I'd be probably eating Campbell's soup out of a can. And rotten old turkey. And 15-year-old turkeys from the church. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and carpet be. from the bedroom where the dogs peed on. We put that in the teen room. Oh, Guaranteed. Teens stink anyway. The they got stinky right. feet. Give them the old couch. <laughs> they don't need another old. Anyway. It is. You know, our spouses, they 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 make us look good. They do. Mm. They do. So I'm, I'm thankful for my for my wife, Lisa. She Praise is. God. Four years of in the making and waiting, and God knew what He was doing. Amen. I needed a Kansas woman. That's what it was. Amen. Hey. See, God knew. I had to get me one. They're so all God right. Knew. They're pretty I, all right. <laughs> well, God bless you, brother. God keep you. Thank you so much for this time. And yeah. um, we hope yeah. those of you who have been watching have gotten a uh, dose of real life. No myth. Be, Be blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith Podcast. We are so glad that you joined us, and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.